This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. Right now, there's an entrepreneur uh, who is trying to be successful. They want to, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, they're making decisions. It's tough times. What advice do you have for that person? Stop following gurus. Mm. Stop. That's a fact. Let me break. Let me break this please, down to please, you. Please, right. Please, yeah. So there are gurus who will sit in their garage and do their videos with their McLaren door open so that you can pay attention to their McLaren. Yeah. Right. And they'll convince you that 40, 50, 60 bucks will get you to a million. It will not. Mm. Right. This is the thing. Everybody has a high income skill. Mm. You have to figure out what that is. Yeah. Right. The second thing is stop listening to the people who have never seen mm. what you're trying to see, who have never done what you're trying to do. Yeah. So there's nothing that they can tell me other than how to survive. Uh -huh. I already understand how to survive. I'm a black man in America. Uh -huh. What I need to understand is what I don't know. Teach me something. Everybody takes their skills and thinks, oh, everybody can do that. Yeah. I'm nothing special. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Mm -hmm. You are special. Yeah. Your core competencies, the things that make you you, the things that make you unique mm -hmm. are special. Yeah. Everybody's a unicorn, but yeah. most people don't realize it. The greatest weapon you have is to be yourself. Pay attention and listen, we about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man adds cash. So get your man right. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. You see him, you change your life. Millionaire mindset, the best on earth. Blueprints of wealth and knowledge network. So get it while you can and he's standing right here. Just come inside the boat and see black millionaires. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come inside the boat and see black millionaires. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. This next show, listen, if you... Hey, Inside the Vault family, did you know that the black community has $2.7 trillion of spending power? Are you ready to see what we can do when we combine and recirculate our resources to expand the pool of black excellence? I know I'm ready. And that's why Inside the Vault has partnered with Greenwood, the in-demand black-owned digital banking platform. Greenwood's namesake was founded in 1906, built from the brilliance of black dreamers looking to create a self-sufficient community in the Greenwood district of Tulsa, Oklahoma, a.k.a. Black Wall Street. Today, Greenwood is a digital banking platform with a mission to strengthen the black dollar using the same community reinvestment strategies of the original Greenwood district, and it's powered by best-in-class mobile app that allows you to bank from anywhere. So inside the Vault family, if you're ready to build a new legacy of black economic achievement, go to bankgreenwood.com slash inside the vault. And sign up to be part of the new Greenwood community. That's bankgreenwood.com slash inside the vault. I'm ready. You don't have a pen, a paper, and get ready to take some notes because we got some big business bars for you. We have one of the greatest business coaches on the planet, excluding nobody. You know, someone who's responsible for over $118 million in revenue for clients, serial entrepreneur. Yo, his resume's so long that I can't even tell you everything that this man has done. We have Mr. David Anderson, a.k.a. Taz Daddy, a.k.a. the business bully in the building. What's up, brother? Bro, when you put it like that, it sounds like I done did all right. Yo, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Um... Man, I don't even know where to start, man. But before we even go into the resume, because you yes, literally have done, you look like a young guy, but you've been in the yeah. game for a very, very long time. I mean, you're still a young guy, but you've been in the game for a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, you've done a lot of great things, a lot of um, notable brands, mm -hmm. a lot of no notable people yes. that are popping right now today would not, not I wouldn't say they wouldn't exist, but you kind of helped usher a lot of superstars into stardom. Um, so we want to talk about all that, but before we get there, for those who don't know, who is Dave Anderson? Wow, um, I'm I'm a kid from you know the worst part of Philly. Mm. You know, I went to literally the number like the bottom ranked high school in America. Went to Martin Luther King High School. Mm. I got a 725 on my SATs because that's just not how my genius is. You yeah. feel me? Um, I'm Cookie Anderson's baby boy. I'm, I'm Carl Anderson's pride and joy. And aside from that, uh, I'm a big advocate for black people. Mm. Uh, not depending on anybody but ourselves, mm. you know, and, and for me, like, that's been the thing. 
You know, and I was doing that before everybody was like, oh, be black owned, black owned. Ooh, black owned, gotta be black owned. No, like, I just, I really want to make an impact. And, and I feel the main thing that happens out here, Ash, is that people want to be pseudo famous. Uh. They, you, you know how, like, if you're not quite a doctor, but you work in an ambulance, you're a para. Illegal. No, oh, paramedic. Oh, see, look, you're acting wrong. Right? If you work in a lawyer's office, I'm going to give you that out. Cut that out. All right. If, it's a paramedic. Got yeah. it. All right. If you work in a doctor, <laughs> if, you are, if, you, if you work in the medical field and you're in an ambulance, you're a paramedic. Right. Yeah. If you work in a law office, but you're not a lawyer, you're a para. Paralegal. All right. So if you're on the internet renting a McLaren and ha- renting an Airbnb and you're fronting like you're an entrepreneur, you're a para. Preneur. <laughs> so I'm, I'm dead set against parapreneurs and I'm yeah. for our people actually doing the work. The work is not sexy, but the work is what actually generates wealth yeah. and abundance. And, and that's what I'm here for. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And, I, you know, uh, I, I want to talk about your background for a second. But but I mean, since you brought it up, um, you know, I, I know I mean, we, we've interviewed someone recently. Uh, that said, you know, she was like putting out the, you know, the, the products, the services. Uh, she, you know, her product works. She's making a lot of money. Uh, nobody would uh, buy her product or service. She bought a Bentley mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden people started buying her product. So she's doing all this great business. Mm-hmm. Um, product is still the same. Mm-hmm. No one takes her serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and her products and services are specifically for our people. Um, all of a sudden, she buys a Bentley, shows the Bentley. Now everybody's like, oh, she popping, you know? And so you, you talk about the parapreneur, uh, but sometimes, you know, in our community, you kind of got to show, like, what's your thoughts on that? You know, showing the flash. Um, if, if I got to buy a Bentley in order for you to get my product that tells me my marketing sucks. Oh, like, and that's no dis, I don't know yeah, the lady, no yeah, disrespect, yeah, 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 yeah. but here's the thing. Um, I drive a Nissan Rogue, mm. you know? Could I, could I buy a class? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. could I do all that dumb stuff, have my McLaren in the garage and sell you $60 program? Sure. I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't believe in that. I believe that there's a way to get that message out. Yeah. Um, she could have taken that Bentley and either learned how to work with the media yeah. and get her story out and yeah. get the same amount of clout. Cause that's just, that's low budget clout chasing mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? So you buy something that uh, depreciates in value yeah. in order to get your business up. So now it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Mm-hmm. So you depleted a certain amount of revenue mm-hmm. In order to make a certain amount of revenue Mm -hmm. and you may or may not be at the break-even point when you could have easily taken a tenth of that Mm. and then put it into marketing put it into a media coach put it into um, some acting lessons Mm. understand the importance of paying a social media team Mm. to do the things that you need to do you don't have to shortcut that there's a different way to show receipts other than oh I got this Bentley yeah and so therefore what Mm -hmm. there's a lot of entrepreneurs both male and female whose wife is a doctor Mm -hmm. or whose husband owns a team Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they get an influx of cash from the spouse Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that they're successful Mm -hmm. it means what um, they're trying to do is create an image Mm -hmm. and that can only last for so long, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but the work speaks for itself. Mm. You know, my work works, you know, but I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody. If that's how they need to get to the mountain in order to impress people who will fly by night, because if they come for the Bentley, they're going to leave for the McLaren. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, I I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory. I understand it, but I don't like it. And, 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 you know, and so, you know, we, we, we had a, you know, had a guest, um, that actually talked about, you know, her um, having a great product, putting the product out there, um, and our people weren't really supporting, you know, her business. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets a Bentley, not not to, you know, not as a marketing ploy, but just to really like. She wanted to get this Bentley. You know, she worked hard for it. She's making the money to be able to afford the Bentley, right. um, and then all of a sudden, she, you know, she posts, you know, she posts her wins. And then she started seeing her business rock skyrocket. And so there's other people out there mm-hmm. that see that, that see, oh, you know what? If I post, you know, my, you know, things that I own, the cars, the clothes, you know, whatever, people will uh, jump on my business. Even if my business is valuable, people will jump on it. Um, and, so, and so I appreciate that you say, but I just wanted to kind of like, you know, you know, mention that because I know there are, um, you know, in our, and why do you think that, though, right? Why do you think that in our community, it takes us to 
show things in order for us to believe that somebody's doing some stuff, right? So, because, like, for me, you know, I was a CEO of a credit union. Right. I'm not the guy that shows things, but there's people who have less um, credentials than I have in the finance space. Yeah. But because they show their things, people are like, oh, yeah, he's the guru. And I'm like, yo, I ran a whole bank. <laughs> a bank. A whole bank. <laughs> uh, and so why do you think that for our people... Um, we have to prove ourselves with things instead of like receipts and credentials. The whole style of substance thing for black people um, goes back to slavery, mm. right? So when master or missus uh, got rid of clothes, they would give them to uh, their slaves. And on Sunday, they would wear the, be the, wear the best of those rags. Mm. You know, that's where the whole Sunday best comes mm. into. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the only place on the plantation where you had any position of power unless you're an overseer. Mm. Do you follow what mm. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so everything becomes about what is accepted, mm -hmm. right? So then when we start to see people being freed or buying freedom, then it's, you gotta show your papers, mm -hmm. right? You gotta show your credentials. Mm -hmm. That's why we love saying, oh, I have all of these degrees. Mm -hmm. So you have this thing that's deeply rooted in our DNA mm -hmm. for survival and acceptance mm -hmm. because we were split up, our religions were taken from us, mm -hmm. our languages were, were, were stripped from us, and so we're trying to hold on to a certain level of self-respect mm -hmm. that we had not experienced since we were kidnapped from the motherland. Mm. And so now you have all of these businesses, right? Because there's a different type of slavery now. Right. You have all of these businesses marketing towards us mm. in a way that says, if you don't have this, mm. if you don't wear this, mm. if you don't drive this, if you don't live in this particular zip code, mm. then you're absolutely not worth anything. Yeah. And so that's what it comes down to. So there's two things that we tend to fight for more than any other people publicly. Mm. We, we, we fight to be popular, mm. right? And we fight for white adjacency. Mm. You know, we want to we want to be that brother yeah. next to whomever, yeah. right? As opposed to being who we are and standing firm in that. Mm. Here's the thing, Ash, um, and I, I hope that you understand what I'm about to say. Mm. I don't care if you like me. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to be liked. Mm -hmm. I wasn't liked in high school. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. want to know why? Because I don't remember anybody in high school yeah. <laughs> with like three <laughs> exceptions. Right, right. It didn't, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't hold on to that stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I am focused on creating legacy. Yeah. And that's it. If you, if you like it, cool. If mm -hmm. you rock with me, I'm so happy. If you mm -hmm. buy my books, thank you so much. Yeah. But my whole thing is, I decided to free myself a very long time ago yeah. from other people's expectations who are not feeding or financing mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's just how I feel, yeah. it, but that's where it comes from. Yeah. And we need to get on people's couches, yeah. you know, who can help us work through that trauma yeah. because that's what it is. It's a trauma yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And so, you know, talk to us about some of your... Um, you know, your accomplishments, right? And so, because you've had a very vast career, television, yeah. radio, uh, business, marketing, I mean, you name it, the, you know, talk, run, run it down to us. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, I started my career at nine. Um, it did radio, um, went from radio to, uh, to about 15 and then did a show on CBS Saturday morning called Candy Kids Club, mm. right? Which was cool. It got me an audition to do Wild and Crazy Kids. They actually gave that to Omar Gooding. Big what? What are you going to do? Right? Same tribe, though. Like, down <laughs> here, same tribe. But what are you going to do? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Aside from that, I, I, went, I went to college and went to uh, the Great Temple University. And um, they took away our radio station, mm. right? They gave it to uh, white folks because they wanted to do classical music to make more money, mm. right? So I petitioned the, the uh, president of the university and I said, listen, I'm paying all this money in tuition, out of pocket, working work study jobs, like I need a radio station. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, as long as you just don't keep coming to my office, I'll give you whatever you want. Like I held him hostage, you know? And so I started a radio station called Whip Radio. So you fast forward 20 some odd years later, thousands of students have been there, professionals that couldn't get radio jobs other places, work at Whip Radio as, as mentors and, and GMs and things of that nature. Um, I had to do an internship requirement. Uh -huh. And I had a friend of mine at the time who was working at a Radio One station. Uh -huh. And so she was like, I'll introduce you to the morning show producer. I met the guy. Um, he was real standoffish, a little extra. Don't remember. No, I don't remember his name. But what happened was he did not get me the information I needed to get the internship. Uh -huh. So I was like, okay, you want to play that game? Cool. Uh -huh. So I called his GM. Uh -huh. 
right? So I went over the program and went straight to the GM. I said, look, I'm at ad drop period. Uh I need to get this internship. He said, well, I can't force him to put you on the morning show, Uh but I can stick you in promotions. Uh So I wound up stacking t-shirts. I did that for about a month. And then I found the morning show host, a guy named Tony Richard, Uh right? I said, Tony, whatever you need, I'm going to do it. Uh Whatever, whenever you need something, I'm going to do it. So he sends his producer, the guy was supposed to give me the internship Uh to me. The dude was like, I need you to be here at 5 a.m. This person likes, uh, coffee with two creams, two sugars. This person likes black coffee with Splenda. This person likes black coffee with equal. This person likes equal Splenda and a splash of uh, Irish cream, uh. right? So I had that. Everybody's donuts, everybody's bagels, the whole nine, and I was there at 4 a.m. Uh. Kept trying to get me out of the studio. Uh. Well, that guy lost his job in a month, and I had it making me the uh, youngest morning show producer in a major market ever, black wow. or white, you know? So that folded. Um, I did morning. I did mornings that day, went back to Temple, did my final, and that afternoon I was cross town doing afternoons uh, with a guy named Dee Lee who owned a comedy club known as the Laugh House. So mm. without the Laugh House, there's no there's no Kevin Hart. Mm. All of the like black comedy wasn't really a thing on the East Coast until Dee Lee made it one. Mm. And so I, I stuck with Dee, and that's how I started my stand up career, learning how to write, timing things of that nature. And he was the first person to show me, you know, that the show is the misdirection. It's the food, uh-huh. it's the liquor, uh-huh. you know, it's creating the type of environment where people will want to come over and over and over again, uh-huh. right? It's setting two item minimums, that uh-huh. type of thing. Um, and so when I went to um, Power 99 with D. Lee, uh-huh. um, they had bought in Wendy Williams uh-huh. and then D and Wendy did the morning show. I became an associate producer for that. Uh-huh. Wendy lovingly fired me, said, uh-huh. listen, kid, you're uh, you too hungry. Cats ain't going, they're not giving up their spots. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. You know, and she said, the next time you'll see, the next time I see you, you'll be successful. Mm. And I was, I was devastated because right. I'm living my dream, <laughs> right, right? Right, right? So I'm coming out tears streaking, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I called my mom. My mom was like, well, who else can you call? Mm. And I thought about it for a minute. I, I wiped my tears and I called Russ Parr. Mm. Russ Parr says, send me your tape. Mm. I gave him my tape. He said, give me 20 minutes. Mm. 15 minutes later, I get a call from a station in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I mm. fly down there. Mm. I do afternoons, set a record, mm. left there, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> came home. Mm. D. Lee rescues me again. Mm. Uh, a lady he was with at the time was working for a small company called PromoWorks. Mm. PromoWorks had a product that nobody had ever heard of. It was in a teeny tiny can. Um, and they were competing with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola had a product called 180, mm-hmm. right? And 180 was an energy drink. So this company, promo works was promoting a product that nobody had ever heard of called Red Bull Mm. right and they had these trucks and you go out in the trucks and you give it to business people and things of that nature and I was like I don't want to do that Mm. I was like no I want to take this to the strip club (laughs) so I took it to the strip club I gave it to the strippers wow I gave it to the DJs I'd hop over the bar Mm. and start using it as a mixer so if you've ever had a Red Bull and vodka you're welcome wow um I went to the Sixers game because the Red Bull outfits look so much like the Sixers uniforms (laughs) at the time Iverson was hot so I'm giving it to Iverson you know I go to the TV stations I give it to the newscasters I go back to the radio station I was fired from I'm giving it to the night jocks I'm giving it to my old program directors everybody's strung out on Red Bull so they took that model and ran with Mm. it then Red Bull absorbed promo works and then dumb me I go back to radio Mm. you know Red Bull is what it is Mm. (laughs) you know so like there's all that and then Mm. you know up and down the dial 19 states that type of stuff wound up uh, doing uh, radio at CBS in Austin so I'm the Mm. only black guy there so it's Mm. a black guy doing a hip-hop station with a bunch of Mexicans and I had a white boss (laughs) right right right, so they're like every time something happens hey what you think it is Holmes I'm like yeah I don't know that bro I think that's hot bro (laughs) so I get out of there I wound up going to K104 in Dallas. Yeah. Right? And K104. Oh, fast out to K104, because I think Yo. right now I do DD in the morning every Monday. I love DD. Yeah, I love yeah. DD, man. Right, K104, K104 was right. a, an amazing yeah. experience for me. Yeah. Um, I have what I call Puffy Syndrome. Mm. You remember when Puffy... It's that Scorpio thing. Yeah, I'm November 19th. You already know. I got Puffy Syndrome. Like, I'm hot. Like, there's nothing I can't fix. There's nothing I can't do. I have an insane belief in myself because that's what my mother put in me. That way, I, you know, I would just kick the... the crack vials out of the treads of my Timberlands (laughs) as opposed to selling the crack vials on the block. So I believe in me. And so... Um, Skip Cheatham. Love Skip Cheatham. Shout out to Skip. What up, Skip? Um, he came to me one day. He was like, homeboy, yo, 
yeah, man, I got to let you go. I was like, what? He was like, you inconsistent. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'm inconsistent, Skip. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, you inconsistent. I said, okay, so when you went to L.A., I said, you the coach, right? He said, yeah. I said, so you the coach. I said, this is the team. He's like, yeah. I said, I'm the most inconsistent player. He says, yeah. I said, all right, bro. I said, if I'm the most inconsistent player, why would you put the most inconsistent player in your spot while you went to L.A.? Mm, yeah, yeah. And then I left. I wasn't mad. I was like, thanks for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I fly to Detroit to go watch WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I come back from Detroit. I call Doug Banks. Mm-hmm. God rest Doug Banks, mm-hmm. right? Wherever mm-hmm. you are, Doug, thank you. Mm-hmm. Doug was like, kid, I got you. Yeah. You're going to Radio 1. Mm-hmm. He was like, just give him your tape. Yeah. I know that once they hear your tape, it's over. Yeah. So I give him the tape. And they say, yeah, we don't really have anything on air, but like your production's crazy. We already know who you are. So you mm-hmm. can do production stuff here. And well, we, we're going to need your help with the morning show. you got morning experience. We mm-hmm. already know. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, who's the morning show? Because I'm not really paying attention. Like, oh, it's Ricky Smiley. I was like, bet. Ricky Smiley paid me when I was in Fayetteville, North mm-hmm. Carolina. He gave me time because mm-hmm. in Fayetteville, North Carolina, if you've never been, mm-hmm. um, at the time it was real conservative and I do a lot of blue humor. Mm-hmm. I cuss a lot, mm-hmm. right? So he was like, I'll pay you out my pocket. I don't give a damn, <laughs> right? right? So I'm like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. So, um, Fast forward, that producer mm. was doing enough to get by, but it wasn't enough to go into syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, I fast forwarded through some things. So mm-hmm. like I, I had DJ Clue in syndication on the weekend show. Mm. We were in like 200 markets, mm. you know, so I understood syndication from a weekend perspective. Mm-hmm. And I knew a little bit about morning, uh, morning from syndication, but I didn't know if I could take it there. But I was like, Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what it was. Ricky mm. was like, look, we're going to BK 104. Yeah. I want syndication. Mm. And they're like, well, how are we going to BK 104? Well, mm. you know, the kid over there was over there. He was mm. working with their morning mm. show. Like, mm-hmm. let's plug him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they plugged the kid mm. in mm-hmm. at an extreme discount. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, 30 markets later, it mm. was on and cracking. Wow. You know, so wow. fastest growing morning show in history. Nice. You know, um, I mean, say what you want about Ricky. Ricky's an icon. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky wanted to do a uh, he wanted to do a sitcom because mm-hmm. you know Steve did a sitcom, yeah. Jamie Foxx did a sitcom. He wanted to do a sitcom. I said, bro, that's not the move. Mm-hmm. I said we need to do a reality show. Mm-hmm. Oh, ain't nobody gonna do no reality show. So Ricky Anderson, who was mm-hmm. his agent, mm-hmm. gave me a budget, found me some folks out of Houston. We shoot we shoot this reality show. That blueprint is what you now see. A mm-hmm. uh, version of it is now what you would call Ricky Smiley for real. Mm-hmm. So his sitcom on TV one mm-hmm. um, tanked. Mm-hmm. But that reality show, mm-hmm. top rated show on mm-hmm. TV one, right, I think right. behind Unsung. Right. So, you know, that type of stuff. Um, a lot of times when you grow, mm-hmm. what happens is people start to see dollar signs. Mm-hmm. And the quickest way to get yourself um, to dollar signs mm-hmm. is to break up a unit, mm-hmm. you know, so me and Ricky were Starsky and Hutch, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, you yeah. know, ice, I, I, ice cream and cookies, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you know, what well, the kid's doing now, well, the kid's got a book now, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think he's doing all this other stuff he shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And I was writing books way before, you know, right. I was thinking about anybody's morning show. Right. And so there was that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, there were conversations about you know, well, Ricky's a little bit, you know, extra. You got to stop this. You got to stop that. I'm 28 years old, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't stop a grown man from being a grown man. Right. But I can work around it because yeah. I don't want them to fire him because it was like, you know, if it's not if it's not Ricky, you walk in there one day and it'll be Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, or it'll be D.L. Hughley mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it'll be Rudy Rush. And I'm like, oh, no, they bluffing. So I call Rudy Rush. He's like, no, they ain't bluffing. They call me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, it's like I got my job. Right. And it's like, this is my man's in right, there. Right, right, you know, right, like, yeah. so how do I protect him yeah. and then not lose this? Yeah, yeah. So there was no way to do that. So yeah. conflict happened. Uh, we fall out, um, and at that point, I'm Radio Tupac. Mm-hmm, so it's like, oh, Dave, uh, you know, Dave lost y'all. First, and then he just popped back up. Well, first off, up your click in the, you know what I'm saying? It's just real quick, you know? And so everybody thought I was good. They just thought mm-hmm. I was laying low. Mm-hmm. So I was laying so low, I wound up homeless. Mm. Do you know what it's like to be fat and homeless in a very nice city? Wow. It's horrible, because ain't nobody trying to feed you. <laughs> you know, your, your, your cardboard a little too nice. <laughs> so... I wound up homeless and it was horrible because, you know, you don't ever want to be fat and homeless. Like, do you know what it's like to be fat and homeless with a fresh haircut after living in a 2,500 square foot apartment in Arlington, Texas? Yeah, yeah bro. It's, it's not nice. First of all, the other bums is like, look at you. 
you rich, you ain't got no problems. Right, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Your cardboard too nice. You went, you went to the dollar store, got you a Sharpie. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to feed you. Look, you look like you could miss a meal anyway. You don't even stink. So, you know, I, I, I wound up getting a gig, um, setting appointments for a payment processor. Right. So I started learning about ISOs and MSPs and all these things. And I wound up. It was an ISO. Was um, an MSP. Oh, gosh, man. So that, that, that is a merchant service provider. Okay. And I forget what ISO was. You're asking me to okay. go back to it. Right, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 but okay. What, I, what I was learning at the time was about the importance of there's money to be made. Yeah. And you ain't got to make the money. All you got to mm. do is give them a machine and you get a cut. Mm, yeah. To me, I was like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's all I could say was, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? so I, 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 I go home tail between my legs. I'm depressed, yeah. you know, and I said, well, look, the one time I'm happy is when I'm performing and I'm educating folks. Yeah. So I said, well, look, you know, if I can do, you know how Jay-Z said, oh, they say they made a Jay-Z make another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and make myself. Mm. And so I went to, uh, I went to blog talk. Mm. And I did a show, but I still had a Rolodex full uh-huh. of people's information. Uh-huh. So, you know, on, on Tuesday night, it's Maxwell. Uh-huh. On Wednesday night, it's Queen Latifah. Uh-huh. On Thursday, it's Talib Kweli. Uh-huh. And my numbers are just killing. Wow. Right? So yeah. my social's going nuts. This and so Blog Talk is podcasting before podcasting. Like way that before. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before you had to do it on I, the phone. I remember Blog Talk. Yeah, you yeah, had to do Blog it on Talk the phone. Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, so, you know, you're on the phone with it yeah, the whole yeah, nine. Yeah. And so I'm also doing, uh, I'm also doing uh, on a webcam mm. so that, like, you can see me. And, and I'm doing nice. all this right, other stuff right, way right. before right. anything was, like, really crazy. Wow. Trying to get my YouTube numbers up. Yeah. Um, long story short, a buddy of mine says, hey, there's this company that I think you should partner with. I think you can help them. They're they're out of Italy uh-huh. and they just need somebody like you who is, you know, charismatic, got the connections the whole nine. And that company was called Spreaker. Uh-huh. You know, so a guy named Francesco Bascieri uh, started that company and I partnered with them and then, you know, I went and, you know, got Big Tigger and a couple of other folks and, we, you know, we're just rocking and rolling. Yeah. And one day, Clear Channel called and said, listen, we like what you're doing on social. How do you do it? I said, mm. I'll tell you as long as you pay me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so I became the first director of social media. They had social networking managers, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. never had a director of social media. Yeah. So I came in, became director of social media. And for me, it was at that point that and I... Clear re- Channel's what now? Uh, it's iHeart. Okay. Right? So it was at that point that I realized that I didn't want to just spin records, mm. talk trash, mm. take pictures... Mm. I wanted to be something bigger. Yeah. I wanted to be something better, and I wanted to be something where I was making the money. Because mm. I looked at what the jocks were driving. Yeah. I looked at what I was driving. Then I looked at what the GM was driving. Mm. I looked at what the general sales manager was driving. Yeah. I looked at what the regional sales manager yeah. was driving, and they were driving nice stuff. And don't nobody know their names. Exactly. None yeah. of that. Yeah. So everybody all hyped up. Oh, listen, I got three thousand to do this remote at the strip club. Right. Cool. Right. But they just made three thousand right now. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So I started pushing certain things and I was still doing my podcast Mm -hmm. and they were like, well, you know, that's a gray area. Mm. And I was just like, how is it a gray area? Like it's a podcast. This is radio. Those are two different Mm -hmm, things. mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, okay, we're going to go in a different direction. I was like, okay, well, I don't know what direction we'll go to other number one. But at that point I made a, I made a decision. Charlemagne calls me Mm -hmm. and he says, yo, they let go of the midday girl, mm-hmm. you know, you, uh, you know, if they don't give you that, they're hating. I said, no, they, bro, they fired me too. Like five minutes after they fired the midday girl. <laughs> right. And I said, bro, you're the first person I'm telling this. I ain't told my mama, I ain't yeah. told my girl, yeah. I'm retiring. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'm 34 years old. I'm mm. not giving, I gave them from nine to 34. That's right. 25 years. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Right. And he was like, okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And, um, I said, hmm, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I said, looked at my bank account at $20 in it, uh-huh. right? I go to GoDaddy, get me a website for $12. Uh-huh. And I said, only thing I can do is make 100 phone calls a day. Yeah. So I start calling, you know, because I can design websites. I can do voiceovers. I got all of these skills yeah. and relationships. And that's what I did. And that's how I started to build what is now known as the business bully. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's Man, that's a story. That's a wonderful story. And so now fast forward, um, you're one of the top business coaches in the, mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, you, you help develop businesses, mm-hmm. brands, uh, $118 million 
not totally, no. but in 2020. 2020. Um, talk about that for us a little bit. Here's the thing, Ash. Once you divorce yourself from the stuff you like mm. and do the stuff that's necessary, mm. like we have this thing. I don't know when black people started falling in love with Kevin Costner. <laughs> if you build it. They will come. No, they won't. Right. They ain't coming. Right. They don't know you. Right. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what you have to do is start putting yourself yeah. in a position to win. That's one. Number two, everybody takes their skills and thinks, oh, everybody can do that. Yeah. I'm nothing special. Mm. Wrong. Mm. Mm. You are special. Yeah. Your core competencies, mm. the things that make you you, the mm. things that make you unique mm. are special. Yeah. Everybody's a unicorn, but yeah. most people don't realize it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're cutting their horn off despite their face. They're trying to fit in. Yeah. Right. I'm like, be bold with it. Mm -hmm. Right. I had a I had a couple uh, here in Atlanta named the Gibsons, and they said, "Listen, uh, my husband." His wife says, "Listen, my husband went to the store and it wasn't no toilet paper." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay." I said, "So what's the place?" She was like, "We want to make toilet paper." <laughs> You know, we made some calls this that and third. I said, well, that supplier is a little too expensive. Mm -hmm. Call the supplier here. Mm -hmm. I was like, do we have a name? Well, no, not really. I said, okay, we'll come up with a name, mm -hmm. right? And I study a lot of great people, yeah. right? Barry Gordy made sure that he named his groups things that matter. Mm. The Temptations, mm. the Supremes, yeah. the, the Four Tops. Right. Like there's, 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 there's an energy there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it states excellence, yeah. right? Yeah. So we came up with Triumph Tissue. Mm. Triumph Tissue is killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask Ludacris like who that. he wipes his ass with. Ooh. You feel me? Ooh. Like that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You create a situation, you find the holes mm. and you plug them. Yeah, yeah. Pause. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo! But seriously, like we 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 look at opportunities as this big old thing. Yeah. No, bro, truckloads of toilet tissue. Mm. I, we we got the graphic designer to, to do a logo. We made sure it was purple and gold because those are regal colors. Mm. You know, shout out to the cues. Yeah. I'm not one, but yeah. just regal colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smart move from from a brand perspective. Right, right, right. You know, and they're rolling. I uh, there was a, a lady. Literally, named, they rolling. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. rolling in rolling in paper. Yeah, right, right. You right. feel me? Yeah. Uh, there was a, lead, a lady named Anissa Get. She had a, uh, a credit repair business, but she was extremely educated. Yeah. So we flipped that business into five, mm. you know, so we've got a concierge credit service. Mm. We're doing moves in Dubai, mm. you know, um, and she's she's killing it. Yeah. You know, she's literally about to pop. I think they're going to induce labor in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. like you, she can't even keep up with the amount of revenue coming in, wow. you know, and that's the thing. The other part of it is. Ash, I'm tired of excuses, bro. Mm. Oh, I need a team. Right, sure. Right. Yes, I agree with that. You definitely need a team. Yeah. You'd be amazed what you can get yeah. um, with $400 from the Philippines. Mm. You'd be amazed at what you can get mm. for $500 in India. Mm. You know, like you keep trying to go domestic right. when every multimillionaire I know mm. is outsourcing. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The stuff that's not in their core competencies mm. to another country right. where people are skilled and your money goes far. Mm. Go to, if you think I'm lying, go to Manila with $10,000 and mm. watch how you ball out. You will look like 10 Scarface. Right, right, right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So we got to start being creative. Yeah. And finally, 
this situation of uh, trying to figure out how to fix ourselves. Mm. We don't need to fix ourselves. Mm. I'm not trying to be anything other than what I am. Mm. I'm going to I'm listen exclusive. Yeah. Dave Anderson is not organized. I'm not right, you know, but one of my best friends from college when mm. everybody was laughing at me when I told him my dreams, she was like, don't laugh. Dave's going to do everything on that list. Mm. And I've only missed one thing and I still got a couple of years to do it. I'm going to mm. headline Madison Square Garden without mm. rapping, singing or telling jokes. Mm. You know, mm. everything else on that list I've done. Name and lights, mm. best selling book, yeah. TV, the whole nine. How many books? 21, Sheesh. but only 20 of them were consistently bestsellers. The first only. one, because the first one was fiction. And yeah, don't yeah, no, yeah, don't yeah. nobody come to me for fiction. Right, right, right. I ain't right. Stephen King. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 21 <laughs> books, 20 bestsellers. 20 consecutive back-to-back Sheesh. number ones on Amazon. Absolutely. Sheesh. Yeah, okay. man. Okay. So for me, I want us to start looking at our possibilities yeah. and stop focusing on our limitations. I don't have. How do I get it? Yeah. You know, I just need, okay, how do I get it? Yeah. You know, what can I do? Who can I serve? Yeah. Once we do that, man, everything else falls into place, bro. Yeah, no, I love it. And then so right now, right, so you you help client uh, clients mm-hmm. uh, make over $118 million during right. 2020, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. during one of the worst times in the country's history. Yes, um, right now, there's an entrepreneur uh, who is trying to be successful. They want to, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, they're making decisions. It's tough times. What advice do you have for that person? Stop following gurus. Mm. Stop. That's a fact. Let me break, let me break this please, down. Please, please, please. Right? Yeah. So there are gurus who will sit in their garage and do their videos with their McLaren door open so that you can pay attention to their McLaren. Yeah. Right? And they'll convince you that 40, 50, 60 bucks will get you to a million. It will not. Mm. Right? This is the thing. Everybody has a high income skill. Mm. You have to figure out what that is, yeah. right? The second thing is stop listening to the people who have never seen mm. what you're trying to see, who have never done what you're trying to do. Yeah. Listen, I come from a slum. Where I come from, it's no such thing as, you know, uh, box seats for real. There's right. no such thing as flying private. There's no such thing as, you know, $500 shirts. There's no mm. such thing as, um, real wealth building activities. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, hand to mouth trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that they can tell me other than how to survive. Mm-hmm. I already understand how to survive. I'm a black man mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. What I need to understand mm-hmm. is what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Teach me something. Mm-hmm. And in exchange for that, mm-hmm. I will give you my time. Mm-hmm. I will give you my energy. I will give you my respect. I will give you my loyalty. I have failed my way to success mm-hmm. by serving other people, mm-hmm. by sitting at the foot. I wanted to be one of the best speakers in the world. Mm-hmm. So then I sat up there and I helped Les Brown build his social media mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. So then when Les would take me on tour, I would watch him and mm-hmm. I said to him one day, Mr. Brown, he said, Les. I said, Les? He said, yes. I said, uh, Mr. Brown, he said, Les. I said, yes, Mr. Brown. Um, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Says, how do I do what? I said, how do you stop the nerves? He said, no, 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 no. And he fell out. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm always nervous. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm always, mm-hmm. I said, but I saw you when I was a kid, mm-hmm. Georgia Dome, mm-hmm. PBS special. Mm-hmm. They don't let black men in a room full of white people mm-hmm. on PBS. Yeah. And he was like, nervous then too? Mm. Nervous now. Mm. He was like, if you're not nervous, you shouldn't do it because you're mm. not living. Wow. And yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then yeah. I said, well, how do you write your speeches? Mm. He said, no, 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 no. Mm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. He was like, what I do is I read. Mm. And I read this many books. And mm. I don't remember how many it was, mm. but I was like, I need to do more than that. Yeah. In my head, I was like, I need to do more than that. Yeah. Because what happens is, and I read 104 books a year, which is two books a week. Wow. And the reason I do that is because I want to know what I need to know. Yeah. Right? Because when you when you don't stress your brain, yeah. you become useless. Mm. And mm. I don't want that. My father died of Alzheimer's and dementia. I'm deathly afraid of that. Mm. You know, so I started realizing that if you read, if you have stats on deck, then you can flow. Yeah. Then you can experience. He said, also, go out into the audience, shake right. their hands yeah. ahead of time. Don't sit backstage in the mm. green room. Yeah. Ain't nothing going on back there but ego. Yeah. Mm. You know, be with the people. Yeah. Don't be above your station. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I lived in North Carolina, a guy named Dre said, Dave, don't ever be afraid of your own people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm not. I yeah. love my people. Yeah. And sometimes love is telling you yeah. you're messing up. Yeah. This yeah. isn't how it's supposed to be. And yeah. so the one thing that I want folks to understand is it's possible if you're willing to do the work. Yeah. If you're willing to forego the luxury. See, we want all the luxuries now. Yeah. And we also want success. That's not how that works. Yeah. What happens is 
get get rid of your cable. Why are you mm. spending that much time wa- watching TV mm. when you got a vision? Right. Right. Mm. Also, you'd be amazed what you can do. Mm. Television when you got a vision. I, I just wanted to say that. Oh, it's, it's all good, bro. It's like, a bar. It's like, it's yo, bar. I feel you, you watch a television. But you got, you a, got a vision. You'd be amazed at what you can do when your daughter comes to you with tears in her eyes. And I was, I was, um, I was working, and I was doing okay, but I wasn't doing Howard University cash money yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Look, you can go to Temple. I'm connected. I'm that guy. Right. Like Temple University, <laughs> right. TUMF is right. Dave Anderson. Right. Like right. Right. you're good." Yeah, yeah. She was like, "That's not my dream, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go to Howard, or I'll die." Now my Ooh. kid is not one to yeah. ever say, "Or I'll die." Why? Why? And why? if you have a little girl, yeah, and she comes to you with that type of conviction, yeah. I got a whole lot of, I'm going to figure this the hell out real quick. Yeah. yeah. So she graduated uh, high school in 2017. I did the first bully con in August of 2017. Mm-hmm. I paid her tuition with the bully con. Mm, yeah, you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, like that's my, my biggest flex is the fact that I spent over $100,000 on her education mm-hmm. so that she comes out drug free, debt free, drama free. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and that's that. But like yeah. when you eliminate the excuses, the only possible excuse is success. Mm, yeah. And that's that, yeah. man. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And so uh, talk, talk, talk to David Anderson's 18 year old self, right? Because. Mm. Um, you know, you started business very early, right? Yeah. You were on the radio nine years old, yeah. child actor. You were doing so much, right? right? Um, and then now, all this experience, all of what you've been able to do, the successes for yourself, mm-hmm. right, and your clients. Um, go back to, 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 to young 18-year-old Dave Anderson. What advice are you giving him? Wow. Um, the greatest weapon you have is to be yourself. Mm. Like, yo, I'm trying not to cry, I swear mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Because I was always the weird kid. I read mm-hmm. too much. I, I I put ING on the ends of my words. Mm-hmm. I, I, I spoke the King's English, whatever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've learned at 43 that I didn't know at 18, mm-hmm. that being cool is just conformity with really great PR, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In other words, everybody wants you to fit in when you're made to stand out. Mm. I'm not going to fit in anywhere. Mm, You know, I'm not meant to. I am meant to go through what I'm going to go through. And I don't want to change that path. Yeah. Because all of those things, me, 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 you know, losing that gig in Fayetteville led me to Red Bull. Me Mm. being there led me, you know, to so many other things. Like, you know, like, so you don't want to alter the course. But you, I want to give comfort to people to realize it's okay to be the weird kid. Yeah. It's okay to be the person that, that people don't get yeah you know I yeah. look at you know I look at folks like Michael Jackson he was weird yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. Edison was weird yeah. had a learning disability mm-hmm. you know um, they say Kanye was nuts mm. I want to be 650 billion nuts mm-hmm. yeah straight up and down so yeah. like that that would be my only advice like just double down on being yourself and yeah. be okay with that yeah 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 no, I, I, I love that and, and and that's actually so powerful uh, because, you know, you said something earlier um, about, you know, uh, not following gurus. Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand uh, right. with that message is because um, the reason people are following gurus is because uh, they see the guru um, and they believe that the guru has something that they do not have. So mm-hmm. they need to follow that guru to get something that they actually already have. Uh, because the truth of the matter is that that guru is that guru because of who they are to themselves mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to teach you something that they really cannot teach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the truth of the matter um, is that when you are unapologetically yourself, mm-hmm. people actually gravitate to you more uh, because, you know, you are actually giving what, what Marianne Williamson said, like you are giving them permission to be themselves. Um, and so I love that advice. And so with all of the, the you know, uh, success that you've had, uh, all of the money that you've made, multimillionaire, uh, you know, after being a fat homeless guy, right? Yeah, not bad, right? <laughs> not bad. That bounce back is good. That lethal. bounce back is good. Uh, what would you say is the most extravagant thing you've done with money so far? Wow, the most extravagant thing I've done with money. Um, (laughs) Two things. Um, When I was a kid, I was teased for my glasses Mm. and my bobos. Mm. You know, bobo, bobos. They cost a dollar forty nine. They make your feet feel fine. (laughs) You could get them in the supermarket. There was racks. 
You know, at the at the end caps of supermarkets used to be filled with these bargain basement shoes. Yeah. My mom had two boys that ate like runaway slaves. So guess what? You know what I'm saying? Like Bobos, right? And then I, I lost. I knew my vision was bad yeah. when in first grade. The last spelling word I couldn't get was table. I always got confused with E-L and L-E. Yeah. And it was like, yo, Dave, it's on the board. And I'm looking and I, and I cried because I couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I had these glasses, but they were thick. Mm. You know, and my mom sat me down and she showed me Stevie Wonder. Mm. And she showed me Elton John. Mm. And so the one thing I spent a lot of money on, mm. my shoes yeah. and my specs. Mm. Mm. You know, um, but, you know, making sure like my family's good yeah. is like, that's what I spend my money on. Yeah. yeah. So over 100K for my kids' education, mm-hmm. make sure that my, my, my mother's good. Yeah. You know, I'm about to retire my brother from the police force. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, to me, that's that's extravagance, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then the little things I spend on, like the fruits of my labor, things mm-hmm. of that nature. When yeah. I say me, I mean the company because yeah. Dave Anderson is a poor man. Mm-hmm. I am poor. Right. Right. Listen, I'm struggling. Can, can y'all? <laughs> Can, can 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 somebody give me some? Any, any y'all? No, somebody give me a sandwich. It'd be nice. Listen, I'm struggling yeah, out here. I'm the yeah. working poor. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. companies, right? Yeah, they do well. And wh- wh- why is that important? Why? Because 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 that's actually a wealth principle. Mm-hmm. And I don't want no. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, what would the Rockefeller say? Uh, uh, own nothing. Right. Control, control everything. everything. Talk, talk like don't. You know what I'm saying? You talking to me? Yeah. So don't right. don't 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 give me that wealth principle. <laughs> and don't block it and then just go over that, man. Yeah, we'll talk about the whole thing. Yeah, let's talk, talk about, about that. Why, why, why is that important? Um, it's important because as a person, mm-hmm. right? You'll get a certain amount of money, and then they'll tax your ass. Yeah. Right. But if the business makes that the, that amount of money, and you become yeah. an escort, then you can pay yourself a reasonable salary. Yeah. You know, but having a whole bunch of stuff and being like Ariel from The Little Mermaid, look at my stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? You're flexing, you moron! You bought a McLaren, you idiot! Now they're looking at you, right? right? And I'm sorry, there's a lot of there are a lot of gurus out here. We're just gonna be honest, and you know I am. There's a lot of gurus out here that got themselves a nice little PPP lick. Don't have near an employee. You know, and the I, the R, and the S are coming your way, right? I I spend things like I I spend a lot of money. My company spends a lot of money on attorneys and accountants. Mm. The problem is a lot of us so-called black business owners, mm-hmm. we treat attorneys and accountants as accessories. Mm, yeah. You know, so I make sure that my business is hemmed up mm-hmm. so that, you know, the individual is okay. Because yeah. you sue me, you ain't going to get much. Right, right. You can sue the business if you want to, yeah. but those contracts, those yeah. tapes, those recordings, yeah. oh, oh my God. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You, It's going to be a mountain of evidence, Cochran style, right. when we get to court, if you really want to get to court. Right. I, 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 I the, the business bully. They'll call you the business bully for no reason. You know bully's an acronym? No, I didn't know that. No. Most people don't. Black unapologetically living and loving yourself. Ooh, that's a bar. Black unapologetic Black unapologetically living and loving yourself. Right, because for so long I hated wow. me. I hated me. I hated everything about me. So I I, I put I put on the Taz Daddy coat because Taz Daddy could go in there and host a show and kick ass and, and say things to Megan Good like, what color are your panties? Wow. Like, that guy could do that. Dave Anderson couldn't do that. And what I realized was my real superpower wasn't the cape. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the show. It wasn't the microphone. The real superpower was me being myself. Mm. And so I decided to fall in love with me. Mm. How can you expect anybody to be your fan if you're, you're not your number one fan? Mm. You know, how can you expect anybody to buy your books, come mm. to your seminars, mm. you know, go to your classes, mm. anything, if you aren't studied, if yeah. you aren't well approved? And I don't mean studied like, you know, degrees. I'm yeah. not on that. Yeah. But really taking the time to care for yourself. Yeah. You know, what does that look like for you? Yeah. You know, and who has to go? Mm out of your life mm. for you to truly fall in love with yourself because sometimes the people that you you might be sleeping with the enemy mm. you know trust me i've, I've been there <laughs> right, you know right. i don't know where she is either <laughs> 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 that's the thing like yeah. I, I believe self-love is one thing that has made me mm. successful yeah i love me and i'm falling in love with who i'm becoming every mm. single day yeah yeah you know? Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. And so, uh, what advice would you give to somebody right now uh, who has a nine to five, uh, who wants to be an entrepreneur? Um, they're, they're dibbling and dabbling. They don't know what the first step to take. Uh, what would you tell that person? A buddy of mine named Fonsworth Bentley said to me. 
He said, Dave, I love everything about you except your hustle. Mm. I said, what you mean? He said, you love God. I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. He said, God don't want no hustlers in the kingdom. Mm. The hustle is a dance. Mm. And I was like, damn. Mm. And what I've learned is if you hustle on the side, Mm. then your side hustle is your side piece. And your side piece never gets as much attention Mm. as your main thing. Mm. So you're treating your nine to five like your main thing instead Mm. of an investor Mm. in your main thing. Mm. So you have to change your mentality mm-hmm. and then you have to go after it a different way yeah. because you will work so hard mm-hmm. just to get a bonus, yeah. right? I've had people come to me, well, Dave Anderson, you don't know what you're talking about. I make $200 an hour mm-hmm. at my job. My job is good. And by the way, they bring in the margarita machines and they play Jimmy Buffett. I'm like, well, what would he damn do while you're wasting away in Margaritaville? How much did the guy who's writing your checks, you know, the guy who signs it on the front, yeah. how much does he make off of you every mm-hmm. hour if he's affording you to pay uh, pay you tw- uh, $200 uh, an hour. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We never look at it like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Chris Rock gave the best bar I've ever heard. Shaquille O'Neal is rich. The guy who cuts his checks mm, is wealthy. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and so for me, it's always been about if you're happy with your job yeah. and you love your job, by all means, don't come over here. This ain't what you want. Yeah. You know, but if you feel like there's something just beyond that ridge, something that you feel like is the thing that keeps you up at night, Mm -hmm. then there shouldn't be anything that'll stop you. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be anything that should get in your way. And you don't stop Mm -hmm. until such time as that thing feeds the new dream. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm literally living in a game of Super Mario Brothers 1. You Mm -hmm. ever play Super Mario (laughs) Brothers 1? Now, here's the gag, right? You think it's a game. It's not. It is business 101. Here's what happens. You start off, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. You walk in, did it, Oh, mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? Turtle, get out of here. Right. Climb the pole. Right. You go down into that pipe. Right. Right? You get down there and it's dark and all of a sudden mm. the soundtrack changes. Mm. And then now you, you spew out fireballs. You're jumping over things. You hit the ball with the axe. And then you see this girl. She looks like the princess. And the first thing she says to you, hey, Mario, sorry about that. Mm. Your princess is in another castle. Mm. So you leave there and then you do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. So I just said, if I can just get the 40,000 in my business and I got the 40,000 and I saw somebody's making 100. So I said, damn, if I could just get to 100. So I get to 100 and I'm like, damn, if I could just get to a mill. And then I look and I'm like, damn, Gary Vee's doing 500 mil. Mm. There's always another. There is no final level. Mm. The final level is death. Mm. Yeah. And once you understand that, Mm. you can take comfort in the fact that your main job is to grow beyond what you did yesterday. Mm, I'm competing with 2020 Dave Anderson. Yes. You know, and 2021 Dave Anderson wants to kill the hell Mm. out of 2020 Dave Anderson. So that that's what I would say. If you want it, go after it. If you don't, don't step over here. Yeah. We ain't got time for side hustles. Woo, man, barred up, barred up. All right. So we're going to do our speed round. Yeah. We're going to do our speed round. Uh, And so here inside the vault, we take banking terms. Uh, and then we flip those into terminology that fits us in our show. Uh, number one term, deposit slip. Mm. Uh, a deposit slip is, uh, you know, a, a pa- piece of paper. You know, you, you, you fill it out. You deposit money inside the bank. For us, a deposit slip is a money slip up, right? It's, mm. it's like a money mistake. <laughs> Give me the biggest deposit slip. That Dave Anderson, the business bully, <laughs> has made so far. Wow. In 2020, I spent, was it 2020? Yeah. 2020, I spent $13,000 on syndicated radio. Mm. And from that 13000 I got $730 back. Wow. Yeah. Um, I did it for two reasons. Yeah. One, I wanted to see if radio had any viability for mm. what I was doing. Yeah. And two... I wanted to support somebody that I believed in, so it was money well spent. Yeah. But it's thirteen thousand dollars <laughs> and I only made seven thirty. God. <gasps> Woo. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Thirteen thousand. I'm sorry. And and so and so and so why why was that? Is 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 radio uh, not the place to spend money anymore? Is it podcasting? Is it, you know, because I, I know, you know, that, you know, we, we are uh, friends in the room, David yes. Banner. Yes, uh, you were actually one of the biggest advertisers, or if not the biggest advertiser. The. 
Period. Look, that's it. <laughs> look, 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 look. The right, right. Um, of, of the David uh, David Banner podcast. So right. is is that the um is that the way the way to you know spend money? Is it Facebook ads? Like is is radio just dead? Here here's the math. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I just I don't want because you know there are people who will look at this and oh well you know because radio chewed him up and spit him out he's bitter. No, I'm not. I'll buy your station. That's not the point. Here's the here's the thing, right? If a commercial comes on, let's do it, right? You're in your car, Ash Cash is in his whip, one of many, and he's like, mm, you know, and the jam's going, he's out, 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 the DJ comes on, yeah, hot, whatever, hell, ooh, ooh, ooh. and uh, this is such and such, and we're gonna pay some bills, and we'll be right back, what's Ash Cash do? I'm, I'm going to the next station. Right, and guess what, Ash Cash is not a pioneer in that. Mm. That is human behavior, yeah. human psychology here is pay some bills, oh, commercials, I don't wanna hear commercials. Yeah. So once you pay for a, a, a rate of commercials, once you pay for um, that block of programming, once that commercial is run, that's it. Mm. Now with the podcast, that commercial is there forever, mm. forever, ever, yeah. forever, ever. <laughs> yes, right. right. So for me to invest in the David Banner podcast, it just made sense. The numbers were great, the guests were great, yeah. and David Banner believed in me when I couldn't do anything for him. Mm. You mm. know, yeah. when I could no longer program a station and put like a pimp on or mm. put play on, mm. and Dave, David Banner would buy out the Olive Garden mm. and bring the whole station through. Yeah. Like when I could no longer do that. Mm. He was still my friend. Yeah. When I ballooned up to 561 pounds mm. and I saw Banner started losing weight and I'm mm. like, yo, what the hell? Mm. Mm. And he was like, I said, dude, I can't do half the stuff you're mm. doing in the gym. I was like, what do I do? He said, Dave, just walk every day. Yeah. Watch what you eat. Just walk every day. Watch yeah. what you eat. You know, when... And as I, a result of that, what happened? Oh, I, I lost I lost a crap ton of weight. Mm. I'm, I'm yeah. still losing weight. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The yeah. problem is I'm, I'm from Cheesesteak City. So, yeah, yeah, you know, so I had to give those up. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. but the thing of it is... With with those types of podcasts, right? With that with that type of long term play, you build relationships with the podcast host, you build relationships with the podcast network, yeah. and then you get you know premium things, and then you realize that okay, if I spend this much money with inside the vault with Ash Cash, for mm. example, then. I know that people who watch this show, mm -hmm. you know, are entrepreneurial minded. Yep. I know that they care about what I care about. There's got to be an alignment. Yeah. When you are just throwing spaghetti up against the wall, mm -hmm. like with radio, some people just might be a kid on their way to high school. Right. That's not my audience. Right. Some people may be a dude that is the factory foreman. That's mm -hmm. not my audience. Yeah. I know that people are going to listen uh, to Banner because Banner's an entrepreneur. You want to yeah. know how I know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you ever see them Blackfish shirts? They're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You see them Blackfish they're everywhere. Yeah. You see that God box is everywhere. everywhere yeah. If you look at if you look at the stuff I do on, on my uh, on my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. you'll look in the corner and you'll see very specific things, right? Yeah. I call them my totems, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got a Tony Stark gauntlet, mm -hmm. right? I've got Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar Championship, mm -hmm. and then I have the God box. Mm -hmm. You know, those are totems, yeah. and I'm not the only one who has totems. Yeah. David Banner's brand, yeah. you know, are totems for a lot of people. Yeah. It is it is it is a beacon, yeah. and so you want to find places to put your money where your money will turn over over time yeah, yeah. and not to mention it is a lot cheaper for me to give ash 3000 mm -hmm. and know that that 3000 is going to net me mm -hmm. 300 over a year mm -hmm. versus giving a radio company mm -hmm. 13000 and make $730 mm -hmm. i mean that's just money in and money out right, right. you know so yeah. that's that you want to yeah. be able to stick your place someplace and also don't Forget the importance of title sponsorships. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, the business bully presents mm. inside the vault with Ash Cash. Yeah, mm. we should do that. That uh -oh. sounds good. Uh oh. Uh -oh. The, I, I, if, I if, the, if, the, if for the right price, I even make your title. <laughs> That's what it is. And so you, you, you begin to play a different a different level of game with it. No, I love that. Love that. Second second term. Mm -hmm. Charge off. Mm. Uh, a charge off is when you borrow money from the bank, you don't pay it back, and because you don't pay it back, they try to get the money, but eventually they say, you know what, I ain't never going to get this money, I'm charging it off. Mm -hmm. Here inside the vault, uh, a charge off are what type of people or mindsets did you have to charge off during your journey? Wow. Um, there were people who I call genetic relatives mm -hmm. um, who didn't get what I was doing because they come from... A different type of era and I'll put it to you like this uh, the first iPhone don't look nothing like an iPhone 12 mm, you yeah, understand yeah. same brand different build it can't mm. fathom what that looks like mm. so you have to understand that that your elders and certain people in your life 
can only look at things from an iPhone 1 perspective mm. when you are an iPhone 12. Ooh. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So they don't get it. It don't compute to them. Yeah. And that's not their fault, yeah. but you got to love them from a distance. Yeah. Because I don't need anybody telling me what I can't do. I got white supremacy doing mm. that. Mm. I got the government doing that. Mm. I got people I used to grow up with mm. doing that. I don't need you mm. to tell me that. Yeah. You know, so I charge off anything and anybody, you know, who doesn't believe wholeheartedly in what Dave Anderson has to offer. Mm. I don't need that energy around me. Yeah, and yeah. I can afford to not be bothered with yeah, it. Yeah. And that's where you want to get to. Yeah. You know, I have what I call unwitter bills. Mm, mm-hmm. That means I got you money. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't need to worry about yo, that, anything. Yo, you can tell you for ready. You bleep yourself out. You know you can curse. But you oh, bleep- shit! <laughs> the last three minutes yo, of this look, show. Look. Yo, he's bleeping himself out. He like, yo, it's ready. <laughs> Listen, you do anything for 25 years. (laughs) All right, last but not least. Last but not, I really enjoyed this, though. I enjoy you, brother. brother. Um, Last but not least, ATM. Uh, ATM is where uh, you put your card in, Mm -hmm. uh, you request some money, and you get something out. Mm -hmm. ATM for us, we're requesting one more bar. Another teachable moment. ATM. One more bar. Look into that camera. Tell some people some things that's going to change their life forever. Something that they're not going to unhear. Something that's going to help them. All right, my fault. I'm just trying to get hyped. But come on. All right. Another teachable moment. No pressure. No, no pressure. Here it is. Yeah. People are fickle Mm. unless you consistently solve their problem. When you solve their problems over and over again, they will pay you over and over again. Mm. They will refer you over and over again. You will walk into rooms where no one will have to introduce you. Your reputation precedes you Mm. because you are a problem solver. Mm. Don't be a problem stater, be a problem solver. Mm. You don't need to worry about popularity when you solve problems. Mm. I'm real popular with problems. Mm. I am like raid the problems. Mm. They see me coming and they automatically know, Dave! If you solve problems, it's over with. You will never be broke. You will never be lonely. And then you have to examine your circle. Look around and ask yourself, what's this relationship doing to me? Is it making me better? You know what I'm saying? Like my wife ain't never got to worry about nothing ever, ever, not ever. You know, because she believed in me when all I could do for her was fry her some sunflower seeds because I had absolutely no money. I swear to God. So she helped me solve problems for other people Mm. by taking over the things that I wasn't good at. And so that's the thing, man. Be a problem solver above all else. And and you'll find your way. And extra bonus bar? Yeah. Stop trying to be great right now. It ain't happening right now. When I retired from radio, I was going to be the world's greatest youth motivational speaker. Mm. You know, I'm hooked up with Josh Ship. I'm out here, you know, taking the courses, doing mm. the things, talking to the kids. And then the principals and the parents kept asking me business advice. Mm. And then I realized that that was the thing. Yeah. It's never what you think it's going mm. to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought for the rest of my life, all I was going to do was date models, spin records, mm. host concerts and ball out. Yeah. That's what I thought, because mm. I thought 100,000 mm. was balling out. Right. Like, enjoy the journey. You've never read a book you care about, fiction uh-huh. or true, that there wasn't some adversity in it. Yeah. Your adversity is when you need to study. Mm. That's the part. Because yeah. when you solve your problems, you'll recognize your problems in your clients, mm. you'll recognize your problems in your customers, mm-hmm. and you'll recognize your problems in the general public, and you will give them a solution that they will pay you over and over and over for. Mm. And that's how you kill mm poverty. That's how you kill lack. And that's it, man. That, that, that's what I got. Y'all, if y'all ain't catch those bars from the business bully, one of the greatest business coaches on the planet, we can't help you. We can't help you. If you didn't have your pen and your paper, like I told you in the beginning, then I can't help you. Oh, I can help you. Just rewind it. Watch it again. And take copious notes. And take copious notes. Yo, Dave, my brother. Bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you for you. having me, Thank man. You. It's Thank been you. an honor. 
Uh, if anybody wants to connect with you, if they want to, you know, get some of that business bully smoke, where can listen, they find you? Listen, listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I, listen, the public doesn't know this. Some people do. I'm retiring from coaching the general public. Oh. You know, what I'm doing is I've, I've sold half of my business to my team. Wow. You know, so I retain half. They do the work, yeah. but I'm doing one last cohort. Mm. So you can follow me everywhere at the business bully. Um, you can go to bully101.com if you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm real easy to find, you know, and I'm always giving out free games. So much I got a website called freegamealert.com. Hey, freegamealert.com. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right, y'all, we are closing out the vault. Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Follow me, Ash Cash, on all social media platforms at I am Ash Cash. I'll see you next time with another awesome episode. Same time, same place. In God's will. Peace. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You won't ask cash, you can catch it right here in the vault.